All right, so something we've been enjoying uh, really since we started the show, but a lot more recently is finding these unique lists or uh, just tidbits, fun facts from around the league and discuss it. And so this one uh, I found just scrolling through social media, uh, and it's a good one, Mark. It's one that probably pains you a little bit because it does include <laughs> your arch nemesis on there. It's but a it's, a, it's a list of uh, – I like the, they incorporate defensive players and offensive players so yeah. it's not just like a quarterback thing yeah it's players that own other teams so like just have had dominant performances over dominant performance against a particular opponent obviously that's almost always a divisional opponent but we got quarterbacks we got dbs we got uh you know defensive linemen all that good stuff so we'll just dive right in here and and, and parse through this yeah, one of the things I love about this is when you sent this to me is like a is like a hey, what do you think of this? My instant reaction is like, if you try to think about like teams dominating other teams, you're like you're you instantly go to like the big rivalries too, like NFC East rivalries. But a lot of times, or like Steelers, or Ravens. But a lot of times, those are fairly kind of even. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah. You it's have hard to, to have someone about, dominate. <laughs> yeah, you have to think about like the the no 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 you're getting owned by this person or this team so it's that bottom of the barrel teams versus those teams perennial perennially on top and um and when you start to think of that you get a lot of the Peyton Mannings you get a lot of the the dominant quarterbacks the the you know the the uh, the Tom Brady's Aaron Rodgers and and that shows certainly on this list for sure yeah no question about it so let's uh let's pull this bad boy up and uh, and get going. So yeah, obviously at the very top is uh, your guy Aaron Rodgers against the Green or uh, Green Bay Packers, the Chicago Bears. Uh, he's had quite the run. So I'll let you introduce this stat here if you don't mind. Well, um, uh, depressingly, I uh, I will read it. I don't want to have to read it, but I will. Uh, <laughs> Twenty five and five all time against the Chicago yeah. Bears, Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think about that and it is a really, that's really like insane. I've gone in to 30 different bears versus Packers games when the Packers have Aaron Rodgers starting quarterback and every single one of them, I think to myself, this is the time. And I've only won. You've five, been right five times. <laughs> only won five of those. He really is. It is. He is the definition of owning a team, a franchise. And I think bears fans no one can deny it or admit it. Like one of my favorite moments ever as a Bears fan um, was Khalil Mack injuring Aaron Rodgers in Khalil Mack's first game and injuring that shoulder and thinking to myself, oh my God, this was the greatest move of all time getting Khalil Mack. He injures Aaron Rodgers in the first game of the season, the first appearance. And the Bears are, I think, leading at halftime against that game in Lambeau. And the bad man came back out at halftime after seeming like he was broken. And he lit up the Bears in the second half. And Khalil Mack was a no-show in the second half. And it was like most of my experiences in Bears-Packers, extraordinarily heartbreaking and disappointing from there on out. Yeah, it's a, it's a rough go for the, the Bears fans during the Aaron Rodgers era, even during the Brett Favre era, too, well, although yeah. it wasn't as stark of a contrast. But, yeah, still a pretty tough pill to swallow. But looks like the Jordan Love era might not be as intimidating. We'll, Let's we'll hope go with that. To God, but. the Bears aren't twenty-five. <laughs> if the Bears are twenty-five and five and thirty starts against Jordan Love, I may be on suicide watch. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I don't know what That's else rough. to say. Yeah. 
Tom Brady has uh, instilled a similar feeling in the Buffalo Crazy. Bills for the last 20 years. And uh, now they're finally rid of him. But yeah, with the New England Patriots and even, uh, you know, in his career with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a 33 and three all time record against the Buffalo Bills. That's I mean, that's crazy to think of that. Buffalo has come away with three wins when you play a team twice a season uh, in, in, in such that long storied career in history between those two 72 touchdowns as well. So he's almost throwing two touchdowns a game. Uh, or more than two touchdowns a game, I should say, to to these. Yeah, I mean, so wild. you see his dominance against a team like that, and and you, it it makes sense, like why Tom Brady's stats are as insane as they are. And one of these things, you know, you you have to argue a lot with a lot of these stats is like, oh, okay, well, no, like Tom Brady is the only great because he only played Buffalo well, or has Buffalo just been that downtrodden because Tom Brady is so great that he has just demoralized them for all those years. I mean, it's, it's a little back and forth. I mean, the bears can, there's no one you are. I'm sure Buffalo fans could agree with me in the same ways you know, as, as, a, as a bears fan being on the opposite side of this list. How many times do you watch your team play really well against other good teams and other great opponents? And then they play the rival and the person owns him and it falls apart. Like, I mean, it just falls apart like knife, hot knife through butter. There's just yeah. something that those guys have on our teams. And it's uh, it, very, very, very true for the Bears and Aaron Rodgers and for Buffalo and, and Tom. Unfortunately for Buffalo, now they have to deal with Aaron Rodgers with the Jets. That's very true. Yeah, now they get that that test there in the division. But it is interesting, too to uh, be reminded that Tom Brady uh, wasn't always great against the Dolphins. The Dolphins were that one team that kind yeah. of got the Patriots a lot. Like that was a hard team to sweep Gronk uh, played every year for them. for them one time. Uh, and it was not, did not turn out well for the new England Patriots on that. Hail Mary. That it did not. Yeah. And, uh, and, and the jets too, obviously had some of those years under Rex Ryan where they were uh, pretty formidable as well. Uh, then we come to big Ben against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, this is kind of a, uh, meaningful, you know, t- type of ownership because he's from Ohio. He went to Miami of Ohio and Cleveland passed on him in the draft. So there were uh, several components to this that really yeah. uh, probably makes Big Ben relish in this even more so. 26, three and one career record against Cleveland with 47 touchdowns uh, in those games. Obviously, what's going to sting the most is that his. Uh, you know, most recent uh, playoff game at Heinz Field was a loss to the Cleveland Browns and Baker Mayfield a couple of years ago. But other than that, uh, Ben truly dominated this franchise. And it was uh, it was rough there for Cleveland for many, many years and still is to some extent. Yeah, I mean, all three of these, we start this list with domination from 2000 to current, you know, or just within the last couple of years. And all three of them are teams that have had a lot of success in that time period versus teams that have been really poorly run and poorly managed and poorly coached in that time period. And, you know, in order to get dominance like this, it takes both ends of the spectrum, right? It takes three Hall of Famers, and it takes three organizations that have uh, just been absolutely underperformers um, during that time period as well. And so when you have that mix, of a team that's well-run with a Hall of Fame quarterback 
versus a team that is struggling uh, to even just find the right coach, uh, it is you're going to get absolute dominance. And Aaron Donald has had plenty of those performances on the field. We already know that you can pretty much pencil him in as a, a first ballot Hall of Famer. But what he's done to the Seattle Seahawks is pretty impressive. Keeping in mind that he's an interior defensive lineman, uh, he has 38 solo tackles and 15 <laughs> sacks in 16 career games against his division rival. 16 games, 15 sacks, and yeah. 38 tackles. Wild stuff. And and besides the year that Russ was injured, I mean, Seattle's been competitive. It's not like Seattle's right. yeah, been, they've been bad, good. a bad team. Aaron Donald came to the league after Russ. And so, I mean, again, that just goes to show you why he's going to go down as a Mount Rushmore defensive player of all time. He's one of the most unblockable players ever, right? I mean, yeah. he's he's Reggie White 2.0, basically. Uh, if not, maybe even a little, dare I say, a little more dominant uh, at certain times. Cam Jordan, another probably one of those underrated guys uh, along the yeah. defensive line his whole career. I kind of put him and Cam Hayward in the, in a similar boat in that regard. Different positions, one's an end, one's an interior. But regardless, Cam Jordan's been a stalwart for that uh, you know, Saints defense his entire career. And against the Falcons in 24 games, 23 sacks. That's crazy. One sack a game for 23 games. That's that is that's a lot of games to stay that consistent and, and produce that much uh, over that span of time. I will say the Falcons haven't had um, you know, many any great mobile quarterbacks out of sight, Marcus Mariota during that time, but nonetheless. Matt Ryan's a pretty smart, cerebral guy in the pocket, and for Cam Jordan to get the best of him that many times is that's a, a you know tip of the cap right there. Too uh, every one of these guys we talked about on the list too so far. I mean, for the most part in their careers, really healthy players. Like in order to True. be dominant, you have to be available. And, and, play and that Cam Jordan, games. he fits into that for sure. The only guy that really doesn't have that um, type of uh, you know. Uh, stability or I should say just like consistent availability would be T.Y. Hilton at the end of his career yeah. really suffered through a lot of injuries but he has almost 1800 receiving yards and uh, 11 touchdowns against the Texans in his career many uh, pretty much all of that I believe with Andrew Luck but uh, what a great run that was against the Texans yeah I love this I love this addition to the list because it was a reminder of that short span with Andrew Luck on the Colts and with him, they were, I mean, they were electric. D deep balls to T.Y. Hilton. That was old school, you know, Deshaun Jackson, Michael Vick type just bombs. And Andrew Luck threw one of the best deep balls in the NFL. Trayvon Diggs is an interesting addition to this list. Because one. he's had, you know, a fairly short career uh, so far. Five games against Philly, though. He has four interceptions. We know how difficult it is yeah. to rack up interceptions. And against uh, in, in one of the storied rivalries like that, it's pretty impressive. And they've come in some big moments, too. Uh, most of these divisional games come down to the wire. Um, but, yeah, Trayvon Diggs, uh, probably the one surprise on this list. But four picks in five games, that's nothing to sneeze at either. No, not at all. He's the He is the boomer bust corner in the NFL right now. He's yeah. going to make a hell of a play or he's going to make or he's going to make a huge miss. So you you have to live with that. As long as you have another corner and a back end that you really believe in, a guy like Diggs can be such a difference maker for a team. Derrick Henry, the guy rushed for like 13,000 yards in high school. Um, <laughs> his, his high school. That's, that's literally insane. a thing. 
His like high school had, stats are insane. He averaged 3,000 yards a year as a high school player. It's amazing. And then he went on to be dominant in college, too. It's like, I don't know how how they underutilized him his first few years in the in the league, but I guess that kept his legs fresh to some regard. Oh, uh, 1,575 yards, and uh, I think that says 16 touchdowns. A little little uh, little hard for me to read there. 16 touchdowns in 13 games. It might be 15, but uh, regardless, over a touchdown a game against the Jacksonville Jaguars, Derrick Henry is a touchdown machine. He is, yeah, and uh, Derrick Henry is the guy – that when he's playing the Jags, if you have him on your fantasy team in the line, make sure he's starting. Yeah, 100%. Make yeah, sure gonna, if he's got a match with the Jags, just start him. You're going to want to put him in there. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has... This is crazy. Destroyed the Denver Broncos. They haven't who, won a game. They have not won a single game against Patrick Mahomes in uh, his entire career. I I wouldn't have guessed that, honestly. like I, I didn't know... That he was undefeated against any of his divisional opponents. Uh, I would have, I would have thought maybe the Raiders starter. would be the one team or something, but no, it's the Broncos, eleven and zero against Denver. He's he's been a full time starter in eighteen, in nineteen, in twenty, twenty one, twenty two, and now going to twenty three. So he's a full time starter now, going into year six. Uh, this is year seven in the league for Patty, and the fact that the Broncos have not won a game against the Chiefs since he arrived as a starter is crazy. Absolutely wild. And then uh, we come down to the final one here, Russell Wilson. By the way, thank you to the folks that were at the game day who provided this list here and this uh, graphic. Got to give them a shout out, of course. Uh, Russell Wilson in his career against San Francisco, 18 and four record against the 49ers. Wild. In many of those years, were competitive. I mean, San Francisco only had a couple down years, really. And uh, for the most part, they were as competitive and as. Uh, big of a rival for the Seahawks as anyone, especially remember those games, Richard Sherman versus Michael Crabtree, yeah. all that stuff. I mean, that the whole career, 18 and four for Russell Wilson. Pretty impressive. I mean, Russell, it's a reminder that Russell's that's what's so weird about how bad it was last year for Russell, because it's a great reminder that yeah. he had a decade of dominance in Seattle. And we I remember when we started the show three years ago. Literally, the leading thing was like, how has he never gotten an MVP vote? Like, I was the Russell Wilson MVP train guy. And it's such a quick fall from grace last year um, that this year is such a fascinating year for the legacy of Russell Wilson. This is a make-or-break legacy year for Russell Wilson, and maybe it would help if he could lead the Broncos to a win against the Chiefs. (laughs) Right, yeah. Yeah, maybe he can finally, uh, you know, start his own legacy. Put him in the hall. (laughs) There you go. There you go. That'd be a pretty big moment for sure. But uh, Russell Wilson just needs to focus on getting wins against any opponent at this point in time. And uh, But yeah, the Chiefs are going to be a big deterrent uh, factor in all of that. So yeah, it was a fun list to pour over. Um, really, uh, really interesting stuff from some of those for sure. I would not have I, guessed a, a few of those performances. That's before we go, let me ask you this then. Yes. Um, who do you think in going Will into be the this next year is going to be like 2-0 and or have a dominant who's going to dominate someone within their own division? Uh, well, I personally, I think it's going to be Trevor Lawrence against the Houston Texans, yeah. uh, probably. Okay. Uh, if not the Colts, um, but I just don't think the Colts are bad enough of an organization as a whole to like 
you know, uh, give up so much ground to Trevor Lawrence, but the Jags have kind of had the Colts number in recent years. So he's already got a leg up, but he does with the Texans too. So yeah, I would say probably Trevor Lawrence against the Jags. I don't know, or uh, against the Texans. I don't know what the record is, but uh, what about you? I'm taking um, every NFC West team versus the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals could go 0-6 oh, in division all right. this year. I think like Rough. Christian McCaffrey will get like a, a third of his yards rushing versus the Cardinals this year. Buda Baker's in camp, but he's not happy. They, they they're in a they're in a weird tank mode. New coach. Uh, do they believe in their quarterback or not? He's not even going to start the season. I I think Arizona pew 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 shots is going to be in some trouble. <laughs> I I will say one last thing. Uh, a good prop bet or something like that would be to kind of going off this list preseason, having people bet on whether Trayvon Diggs is going to get a interception against oh, the Eagles you, you know that's a good like, one not a game day prop like no it's got to be a preseason thing like he's going to have what over under one and a half interceptions against the Eagles one and uh, a half yeah that, you, you, well I mean it's either I, right now he's four and five games right so I mean I guess you would put 0.5 but uh th there would be tough odds either way I'd say but yeah probably yeah. 0.5 I would uh, take it just for yeah, the fun of rooting for that of course, yeah. But I never like to root no for the doubt. Cowboys. I, I that's good. That would be tough. It would be hard for me to then say I'm rooting for the Cowboys. Before we leave, real quick, want to give a shout out to the guys at, at our podcast network here, uh, the Four Frequency Sake Podcast Network, who do an awesome event every year. If you're into fantasy football, you're probably aware of the Scott Fishbowl, who uh, runs leagues for charity, and uh, we do something similar here at the network, um, helping local toys for tots in the quad cities area. So if you want to help support um, kids in the quad cities or just, you know, just give back in any way you can yeah. go to for fantasy sake, QC.com. So it's for fantasy sake, the original podcast that kicked this whole thing off uh, QC.com go there, sign up and uh, it'll just prompt you to, uh, you know, uh, offer a suggested donation to toys for tots. Join the lady. Really cool. Uh, appreciate that. And uh, yeah, until next time. Hey everyone, thanks so much for watching. If you enjoy this content and want to see more, we've got you covered with full-length episodes weekly, all year long, covering news from around the league. And during the season, we'll provide recaps from every matchup. So please consider subscribing and hitting that like button. It really helps us out. Thanks for the support.